0: We've been exploring silence and our different relationships to silence. So let's hear from a few different people about their evolving relationship with silence and how it's changed over the course of their lives and as a result of the pandemic. My name is Rashmir Barnasubramaniam and I am the host of The Contemplative Edge. Welcome. Listen and let yourself be drawn into deeper inquiry and wonder. You may come away with a simple state change, a deeper connection to your own wisdom and knowing, perhaps an increased comfort with being in a space of not knowing. If you enjoy this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share the podcast with people you know would enjoy and benefit from it. It felt right to invite in a few audience members to discuss their experiences and perspectives with silence for this episode of the series on silence. And so you are about to hear from three people, each of whom has a slightly different relationship with silence. There is Gary from Southern Arizona. In the southwestern US. He's a longtime educator, an active blogger, and participates in a variety of groups working on spiritual development, change in organizations, and growth in people. And then there's Noor, who's based in Cornwall, in the southwest of England, and she runs a women's group based in Shuro called the Inspiring Women Network. And there's Malik. Malik has lived in many countries around the world and is currently residing in New York. We began our conversation with a moment of silence to gather, to get present to ourselves and also to the group and then reflected on when each of us had last spent time in silence.
1: So after my morning prayers this morning. It was around five o'clock when the girls were asleep. So it was quiet in the house. And it was after actually having our sahur, which is like the breakfast before we start the fast. So I prayed my morning prayers and sat on the prayer mat for about five ten minutes in just complete silence. It's something I often do. It gives me space to think about how I'm feeling in, in that very moment. I sometimes think about my day. I sometimes think about life. <laughs> it depends what's going on inside of me and, and what's happening in our life. But morning prayers are usually, yes, the best time for sitting in silence and taking time to reflect on whatever emerges within me.
2: For me, it was actually about half hour ago. We started as a family, a practice of doing yoga classes on Zoom. You probably know yoga classes tend to end with Shavasana, the corpse pose. Um, But I think Rashmi if I can read a little deeper into your question, your question is probably, when was the last time we intentionally, actively chose a prolonged period of silence, which is a little distinct from the moment of silence you have with yoga because you're merely being told to do what you're supposed to do. That's a harder question. I don't really remember when that was, Um, probably pre-pandemic.
3: For me, it was similar to Noor in that uh, morning prayers on waking, uh, a period of silent meditation and prayers uh, for the day, beginning with the gratitude for being alive and allowing myself to not have too many thoughts to see what emerges or what arises within me by just spending that time in quiet, alone. Yeah, that's it. That's the last time. But that's kind of a daily practice. And then I was thinking, as Malik was talking about, a very specific time other than that daily practice. And um, I would have to go back maybe a few days. There are times when I try to just quiet my mind by taking a few moments of silence because I have a somewhat overactive mind with too many thoughts swirling around at the same time. And to stop that activity, I just retreat for... uh, moment or two or three or ten to just stop and see where I want to go next because there are so many thoughts that I could pursue and I need to make a choice consciously about which one I want to uh, engage and go from there. So there are times during the day when, when that happens, not every day, probably, consciously and intentionally. And then there are other periods for me that are really several days of silence in terms of a retreat, but that's probably a different kind of exercise in silence.
0: I found it fascinating that early morning was a consistent theme in what people shared. And also, that for Malik, there was such a distinct difference between his pre and post pandemic experiences of silence.
2: Life has become somewhat hyperactive, hyper stressed, especially in the beginning months of the pandemic. And the, I, I guess, the overwhelming nature of life hasn't changed. Much since then, I guess we're at that stage where we're learning. I'm learning to live with it or get used to it. Before pandemic, there was a time when I I remember uh, a silent moment that was golden, which was with my late father-in-law who passed away just before the pandemic. He used to live in a nursing home, and over his um, lifetime, he has gotten to know a lot of his buddies. He has a lot of special stories to tell of his buddies, but not too long before the pandemic, when I went to visit, we I took him outside, we sat under a tree, and we, we don't have natural topics of conversation between the two of us. But what I really remember was we sort of naturally found ourselves just enjoying the outdoors in silence without this need uh, or this awkward need to force a conversation just to pass the time. So that's really the most memorable moment of silence that I remember from before the pandemic.
0: Each guest then went on to share a little about their personal relationship with silence.
3: My relationship with silence has been a long-standing one that I value as part of my being and that nurtures me in ways that very little else does. Such that I don't know that I could live without having this uh, kind of what I would call spiritual food to sustain me in the rest of my life. The practice uh, becomes as essential as eating and sleeping. That's my relationship, it's a uh, life force if you will, that nourishes and sustains and it enriches my life in ways that very little else does. So it's a relationship like uh, very few other relationships in life that make life not only worth living, but make it rather rewarding and Exciting is a little strong, but it does lift up my my activities. And I think it undergirds so much else about who I am and what I am about as a human being. I will be 84 in June. And I think when I first started practicing silence as a conscious, intentional thing, it was probably around 1959 or 60, I suppose. So it's been quite a number of years, and I don't know that I'm getting any better at it, but I, I know that I have in probably increased the uh, times because I don't have to be bothered by work as much.
2: For me, I think the way I relate to silence has changed significantly in terms of uh, how I think of silence or or how I think of silence that is essential and meaningful to me. For much of my life, I've probably thought of silence as low noise level externally or it's more of uh, a judgment on the level of noise around me. Whereas lately, the way I think of silence is in terms of my state of mind. Can I characterize my st- present state of mind as being fairly quiet or is it uh, fairly loud which I associate with with chaos? My view of silence has changed over the mo- last several months.
1: I really relate to what Malik has just said because similarly I my relationship with silence has has most of my life has been about the level of noise and it's mostly external and it hasn't always had like a spiritual meaning and in fact your podcast Rashmi have helped to deepen um, that relationship for me with silence. I remember as a child always being told to be quiet because we, we were seven children so the house was always very busy and my Father didn't like a lot of noise in the house. Not that I was a noisy child, but being the youngest, you were always the one to be told to be quiet and not, you know, you never really got a choice to a chance to speak. So, yeah, silence, I think, has changed a lot for me over the years. And then I had my own children. And before them, we were, you know, we were just a couple for five years. So we were quite comfortable with silence in the house. And then the girls came along and it became a noisy household again. But this is all the external relationship with silence, which I am quite comfortable with. But it's the, the other, the internal, the more spiritual, the my own state, like Malik was saying, you know, the it's a state of mind as opposed to a physical thing for me now. And that's what I'm trying to learn more about.
0: We'll rejoin Noor. Gary and Malik in the next episode. For now, what is your relationship with silence and how has it changed over the course of your life and even over the course of the last few months? Thank you for listening and reflecting. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review over at lovethepodcast.com forward slash contemplative dash edge. And be sure to share this podcast with people you know that might enjoy it. And of course, let me know what this podcast prompted for you by finding me on Twitter at Rashmir, R-A-S-H-M-I-R. And last but not least, remember to slow down, go within, reflect and contemplate so that you can create change from the inside out.